Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. have so many emotions going on right now for a, a variety of reasons. One, you know, starting back and making a commitment to really commit to creating content for the podcast was something that was very personal to me. It was a personal decision. I knew I wanted to prioritize it because I really felt like it was an opportunity for me to be able to connect um, in a meaningful way to people who, for whatever reason, find inspiration or connect with my story. And the second reason is I, I really wanted to create a consistent opportunity to really highlight some of my heroes in the community. You know, I think there's beautiful people all around, but especially here in our Miami community. So to be able to create a, a stage or an opportunity for some of these beautiful voices within our community to share their wisdom and their message with the listeners of this podcast was something that really got me excited. And you know, when I went back and forth about how I was going to start introducing other people and other spirits on this journey, the first person that came to my mind um, was a beautiful friend of mine, Amanda. Um, I gave you guys a brief introduction as to who she is, but you know, that was just, there's no way to really encompass who she is as a spirit person. Um, from the first moment that I moved to Miami, she was one of the friendliest, dopest energies that I've met. When, when I relocated here and started working at Equinox. Um, she welcomed me with open arms and our journey's been beautiful and intertwined in so many different ways. And I'm always learning from her spirit and she's at a really dope place in her life where she's evolving into something epic. So I'm excited to be able to share this platform, this opportunity with you guys to be able to learn a little bit more about, you know, this hero of mine here in Miami. So without further ado, Amanda, welcome to the Brief Life Tribe. Welcome to the Brief Life Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome. I love this space. Love talking to you. Love being a part of this opportunity. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be really cool. Nice. The pleasure's all mine. I know um, one thing that I always uh, really make sure that I speak to is the fact that we you know, time is that one thing that you can never get back, right? Mm -hmm. We think about money, we think about all these other resources and all these other ways in which we add, or things we add value to, but time is the most important thing. So for you to, you know, I reached out to you and I know this has been something that I've been trying to get better at prioritizing. And with that being said, there's always some things moving around and seeming as if it's getting in the way of me really doing this. And throughout the entire time, when I reached out to you a while ago, you were just so patient, so kind, just knowing that, hey, you know what, whenever we get the chance, we're going to make something beautiful happen. So thank you for your patience. And more importantly, thank you for taking time out to really just share a little bit of your story and, and your message with our community. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this as well. I mean, we have so many of these conversations like we're going to have today on the phone. And it's so nice to be able to share some of the things that we talk about with other people. So, yeah. Yeah excited to hear people's feedback on this. <laughs> you know what's crazy, when I met you, you were just this dope ass trainer in Equinox. Shout out, Equinox. <laughs> and then you transitioned into this beautiful yogi with whom um, I consider you to be a guru for, not only for what gurus mean in definition, but also you were one of the gurus that with, with whom I um, 
was able to accomplish my yoga certification. So you, you'll always have a special place in my heart and my well, journey for that. You were one of my first students, so you will always have a special <laughs> place in my heart for all of those same reasons. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I know same, um, same did you. I remember coming into Equinox and working and I was, it was, it was my first job as uh, in the health and wellness industry. Like I had just gotten certified and this was my first real position and I was terrified. I was terrified. I knew that I didn't know anywhere near as much as all of my other colleagues there and you with a couple of other um, professionals that we still keep in contact with were just so open and so warm and so um, uh, inviting and in helping me develop um, the knowledge, the skill set. And so I always, always appreciate you for that. That was really, that was like a really important period of time in my life hmm. uh, and you were you were front row center oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so thank you <laughs> well thank you you know it's it's honestly I think energies are just one of those things that you will always attract the energy and, 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 and the experiences that you put out and I think one thing that's been consistent in knowing you is that you just put out epic energy right so I know I know you're evolving into something beautiful right now and that's something I want to talk to you a little bit more about as as, as a as a content gets created between you and I. But just so that everyone's listening understands not only your story, but where you are right now in your life and how you define the work that you do. Um, how would you define where you are in your life and, and what kind of what kind of work do you do now? Yeah, so I am in this major overhaul rebranding. Uh, have been for the last maybe um, four or five months now. I'd say at the beginning of this year, I began moving away from the scope of being a yoga for athletes specialist and really yoga privates and group sessions being the bulk of my work to creating corporate wellness programs for different businesses, local businesses, national businesses, um, coming in and either creating a goal setting workshop or talking about how to be the most empowered version of yourself. And I just noted that these opportunities to speak to a large group of people were just showing up. And I really enjoyed them. Mm. Other people, when I got feedback, really enjoyed them. And so kind of really seamlessly, the nature of what I did stepped away from movement and more into using uh, the power of my voice mm. to influence and to um, to really just share a lot of, you know, what we talk about is really just ancient wisdom. We're not making this up. We're mm -hmm. just kind of picking up bits and pieces from other teachers, from other guides, from other um, professionals in the industry and just kind of packaging it up and, and helping others essentially when it comes down to it get out of their own way mm -hmm. so now i am a mindful living coach i am really spending the bulk of my time um in these corporate wellness programs in a lot of these speaking opportunities and even one-on-one -on -one with people just trying to remove these self-imposed blockages uh focus a little bit more on mental and emotional uh, health well-being and just I said earlier just how to get out of our own way because I think we spend so much time doing that just getting in our own way of our own progress of our own success our own joy really living our most fulfilled life a yeah, lot yeah. of the blockages are our own I know for sure you know it's funny because you know when you talk about kind of like flowing into something else into a new space mm -hmm. and being receptive to what you felt was showing up to you as it relates to using your voice more mm -hmm. now for people who know you know this to be true but for those who don't you know you have always been one of the 
I, I believe to be one of the most premier voices of what yoga is here in Miami. So you've mastered the idea of really becoming identified with movement in the philosophy of yoga and leading that pack. I think there's only you and maybe one other person that when I think about yoga in Miami and the impact on our community, you come to mind. And that being said, having and coming from a place of that strength and owning that space for so long, when you felt that messaging coming up to where, you know what, there's something else I should be doing, there's something, there's another way in which I should be showing up, you were getting that message, was that hard for you? Did you find that because you knew, because it, because it, you know, because you're using your voice and your purpose in, in, in a way that you mastered to now step into a space that was somewhat unfamiliar, was yeah. that challenging? Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying, I think is the word. Um, yeah, I've, this is probably the third time I've had to professionally rebrand myself. Um, I graduated college with a BS in marketing and public relations, and I worked in that. And then I decided I was going to use those skill sets, but I was really interested in health and wellness. Um, so I decided I was going to become a strength and conditioning coach and use those tools in this new profession. And then with that, I decided I was going to, at one point, as I became really curious about rehabilitation and the world of sports, um, and I took my first yoga class, and I thought this was amazing, this feels so good, I want other people to feel this good. So I decided I was going to become a yoga teacher and really kind of seamlessly initially integrate that with my other clients and then I just became a full-fledged 100% all the time 24-7 yoga teacher and I was like okay mm. I guess this is what's showing up for me so I'm just gonna flow um, and this is yeah so this is the third time that that's happening where I'm now being asked to use all the tools that I built up from those three kind of professional periods of my life mm. um, and address and really accept what's showing up for me which are these opportunities to use my voice and it is terrifying because you just don't know you don't know how successful you're going to be in it or not and it's always i think terrifying to uh stand in front of a group of people and even though you're speaking on subject matter that feels true to you because i wouldn't speak on anything else mm -hmm. um it's terrifying when it's something that's new. It's almost like I don't have the muscle memory for it yet. I have the muscle memory for standing in front of a large group of people and leading a class and leading a meditation and kind of taking mm -hmm. them through that journey, which incorporates a lot of movement. Standing in front of people and just speaking to what feels true and kind of guiding them. Yeah, it's been terrifying. And so I started um, really kind of going back to those roots of what do I find that I connect the most with a public speaker? So what are the what are the elements that they um, that they incorporate that allow me to connect with them? Um, and really using some of those uh, tools of making it feel like I'm just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people, you know. Um, really kind of looking at the audience, whether it's a group of 10 people or 100 people, and just feeling like every single person in that space is my best friend, <laughs> mm -hmm. feeling out their energy and kind of the same way I would in a, in a, in a you know, 200 person yoga class, just feel out the energy of the space and allow that to shift the conversation and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, the way I would allow that to shift the way that I'm cueing a class and just really taking a lot of those elements and allowing myself to be fluid, I mm -hmm. think is the biggest thing. I think um, we, can find a lot of fear when we 
have a laid out path in our mind mm -hmm. and we don't those specific pieces aren't really showing up in that order that we imagine mm -hmm. and so we become really terrified because we're like oh well, i don't know what's going to show up next but allowing yourself to really kind of integrate this fluidity in the way that you think and the way that you accept what shows up the opportunity to show up just like coming here and speaking to you today yeah. you know, outside of having a great conversation i don't know where this is going to lead but it right. sound it feels like a yes so yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm here you yeah. know so it's really just yeah. kind of moving in the direction of the things that feel like a yes and trusting surrendering and trusting is huge so yeah. i'm in that phase where i'm kind of just surrendering and trusting surrendering and trusting over and over again on a daily basis and honestly truly just asking for asking the universe for opportunities and when an opportunity comes i don't i don't question it i yeah. just say yes i'm like cool let's do it <laughs> let's move in that direction if it feels good i'm moving in that direction and when you have trust and you surrender the fear subsides yeah 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 and speaking of fear you know when you think about speaking of fear when you think about kind of like the messaging and transitioning into something different right i i think about if someone were to tell me last year that at this at this point i would be hosting events and conversations around miami as a you know as a strength coach and a trainer i'd be like you're 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 you're, you're drunk there's mm -hmm. no way i'd be doing it right but then you start receiving that messaging and it's almost like okay there's something here you know for me the biggest transition or the biggest challenge that i ran into making a shift was the whole imposter syndrome mm -hmm. you know and i know for some people it could be having to switch up make sure that you're conscious about the community that you keep mm -hmm. so that you have room to step into this new space you know speak to kind of like were were there any challenges that showed up for you when it came to making the transition into this new space for yourself or or did you find that it was you know it was kind of something that you really really didn't think about um so for me it was a matter of it was a matter of Putting the conversations, whether in written form or um, verbalizing in, in the sense of like recording a video, mm -hmm. uh, putting my messaging on the internet or on my platforms, via website, social media, etc., that I was already having with my clients and my friends and my peers in person. Mm -hmm. So it was a matter of just really taking that um, more personal aspect of who I am that people were really resonating with and were asking more of and now creating the content and kind of just getting out of my way and trusting that the way people in real life uh, were connecting with that messaging, mm -hmm. that the people online or behind that digital screen were gonna connect with it as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest thing for me has been, and continues to be, and this is something that I'm still even today um, trying to get out of my own way, is allowing the content that I post, um, I'm recording a lot more video these days and mm. allowing the content that I post to just be, like not trying to make it perfect, not trying to re-record, just trying to make it be as um, authentic as possible and really not being so hard on myself on what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, that's been the biggest hard for me, biggest part for me, or the hardest part for me in terms of this rebranding. I think the messaging came very easy for me because it was something I was already doing. Um, it's really just been like, how can I switch from posting a ton of photos as a yoga teacher and mm -hmm. videos of me doing yoga to now I'm 
I'm speaking on like the importance like today I posted a video on the importance of your inner circle the five people that you keep around you and that you speak to the most like how important mm -hmm. that inner circle is to your development and your growth mm -hmm. so these conversations that I'm already having and you can attest to this yeah. with your clients yeah. we get into a lot of deep deep shit with them right oh, in sure. a lot of our sessions Absolutely. so it's like yeah yeah this messaging that we're already sharing with people how yeah. can we now put it on a, our platform so that mm. everyone has access to it yeah yeah and you're right we're almost like uh we're almost like i call them um moving therapists right yeah. we have to kind of be we have to we have to be yeah. all those we have to be all those things to our amazing clients with whom we're all excited and, and passionate to work with people you know, share really intimate things with us yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know and it's funny when you think about kind of like and i love how aware you are of your messaging especially the importance of authenticity yeah. you know one of the things that i run up against a lot is like you said having a movement background and being a trainer and a yogi you know you're so accustomed to messaging the movement aspect of it that i find myself do you do you ever run into and this is just something that you know i i, I just I, I feel called to speak to so i'll speak to it that sometimes when i'm i'm so driven towards presenting and communicating what's on my heart and my mind, which a lot has to do with kind of like our ability to connect with life and be mindful, that sometimes I'll look and I'll see six feeds and I'm like, oh man, I don't have one picture of me doing a movement or one picture of me going on a run or right. doing a yoga pose. Right. <laughs> so a part, of me, a part of me feels like, all right, well, I have those people that still listen to me or follow me because of the movement aspect. I haven't really given them something in a while. Do you, do you, do you run to that? Do you run against that challenge or do you just kind of trust and know that the people who who've probably started following you because of the dope yoga poses that you can do and I can't do um, <laughs> are also going to be like into what you're sharing now in the content? Or do you feel like an obligation to make sure that you keep your keep your foot in both sides mm -hmm. so that each part of your community is being fed? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I would lie to you if I said that that wasn't a thought that crossed my mind. Right. Um, I think that the more I realized after maybe the first two or three times that I that I posted videos on my story of me just kind of speaking to the camera, just sharing maybe something that had happened personally to me that day or just some wisdom that kind of popped in because of a conversation I had with a client or whatever. And the feedback that I got was amazing from people that were just messaging me and telling me how much they appreciated what I was saying and how much they resonated with that. Um, after spending a lot of time listening to other podcasts, other uh, marketing professionals, um, and, and other professionals in the wellness space of what we're doing. Right. I realized that it's, when it comes to social media and when it comes to our presence online digitally, we're really cultivating a community of people that like us. Mm -hmm. And when we start to share our voice and our messaging outside of just the beautiful pictures or videos that we've been showcasing for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. because that was the landscape that we were mm -hmm. given in, you yeah. know, yeah. provided with. Um, when we start to share with our voice, people get to know us on a different level. Mm. On a level that only most people that work with us one-on-one -on -one or our friends and our family get to know us. Mm -hmm. Um, and when that happens, they connect with us more. I mean, really, like it's almost like we're strengthening the bond with these mm -hmm. people that our community we may not know uh, personally, but they're there. They're following us along the way as we shift and as we grow. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty confident that as we go, we're gonna lose people. We're gonna gain other people. But I think that 
the core of the people that really connect with us the strongest, that really support us in our journey, mm-hmm. are going to support the shift into change because they too are shifting and changing. Yeah. And a lot of shift and change, more often than not, is guided by someone else. Right. Right. So like even our own, like I can attest yeah. to my own growth has mm-hmm. been for the most part guided obviously by things that are going on within me. But if I didn't have someone else that I could speak to, someone else that I could hear, mm-hmm. a podcast that I could turn on, a book that I could listen to, someone right. that was sharing what they went through on their journey, what was going on with them, I wouldn't have been able to move through or really propel through some of the things that I've been through. So I think that as we shift and change, our core community is going to really be there for us. And as much as we might lose 10, 15, 20, 1,000 people that were only watching us for our cool, like physical uh, poses and videos, we're going to gain two, 3,000 more that are here because they just love what we have to say. Yeah. And I think it's so that's part of being authentic is just allowing our community to shift as we do. Mm. We're going to lose some people, we're going to gain yeah. some people, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's really, um, that's been the thing that's liberated me in terms of just being okay with not posting a yoga photo or allowing yeah. my branding to change or allowing my messaging to change, just saying, I'm different now. Yeah. This is how I'm showing up and you can rock with me or yeah. not. And that's cool because I know there's going to be people that rock with me. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's okay. I'm okay with that. And that's beautiful. You know, the fact that you have this, it's almost like trusting, you know, trusting that regardless of, you know, not only is the world ready for your evolution, but you're ready for your own evolution. Right. Right. I mean, I literally got that tattooed on my arm. Oh, wow. Surrender. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dope. I did, you didn't have that ink last time I saw you. I got okay. this maybe like four months ago or something. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Four Our days ago. My favorite tattoo artist, Reg Perez. What's up? Well, shout out. <laughs> shout she out. Tat- she tatted me out four days ago. Yeah, no way. Yeah, What's yeah, good? yeah. Yeah, something tribal. Yeah, whatever, you know this what I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah she's, she's so I mean, she's a, she's a rock star. She's a rock star. And she's right. going through her own spiritual journey. Evolution, right? Changing her messaging online yeah. from being just a tattoo artist and now yeah, sharing yeah. what she's going through. And so, yeah, I think people the same way that I, I mean, she's my cousin, but I look at her right. social media and I just hear what she has to say. I'm sure mm-hmm. people are going to feel the same way about us. Yeah. You hear that and you're just like, oh. Yeah. That's amazing. She's not yeah. just posting videos of the cool, the dopest tattoos she's doing today. Right. But she's actually going through some shit and she's talking about it. Let's yeah. like, you know, that's, it make it helps you create a bond with these people. I agree. Um, and that is, that's it. That's really what our presence, not only digitally, but really like on this earth as like, it's just to create bonds with people. Yeah. It's almost like you create a space for vulnerability. Yeah. And I think it was Brene Brown that speaks a lot about it, how we're all drawn to it. But she's, she's a, ugh. I'm obsessed with her. Speaking of speaking of obsession, when you think about in a, in a beautiful way, you said something earlier as far as just we find ourselves, we see ourselves in other people, mm-hmm. right? And they can and, and I call those our messengers along the way. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that are placed in their in where they are in their life because they're supposed to resonate with Amanda. That's going to get Amanda thinking on a different wavelength than she's probably thinking about now. Right. As you were a rock star traveling around Miami. Um, teaching some of the newest minds and, and, and beautiful minds to the, the practice of yoga, you're supposed to just stumble upon that podcast. You're, you're supposed to stumble upon that post by that coach somewhere in California. Yeah. So when you think about being inspired and seeing that inspiration in other people, who inspire, who inspires you now? 
when you think about yeah when you think about okay that's where i want to that's why i'm drawn towards that's what i want to create that's the impact i want to have and it doesn't have to be identical but they could like there's different yeah there are different elements that you would take from kind of like just seeing their messaging and and the impact i was really well i'll start off just by saying because i'm in the process of finishing her master class gabby bernstein is a rock star oh she's uh she's she's a are you are you hearing the book are you audiobooking or you bought the book i brought the book you bought it yeah Yeah. but i'm but i'm 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 a a letter yeah i mean her voice is beautiful i know and and that's why i get the audiobook not because i don't like having the physical book because you hear her voice and it's so great and she also has a background in yoga right she, does she doesn't really. She doesn't really use it that, that much, but she. But she. Yeah. But it's in there. In her seminars, she'll do. She'll definitely do some meditation. Okay. But she won't do kundalini yoga. Yeah, that's yeah. just a practice she has on her own. Yeah. That is a strong part of yeah. her journey in the she's, beginnings of her. She's day. a stud. Stud. Yeah. So I okay. love her. Yeah. And then, in a similar, we just spoke about mm-hmm. Renee Brown, but in a similar context, different messaging though. Right. Renee Brown is a rock star, and I oh. was so moved. By her Netflix special. Did you mm, see it? Yes. Man in the arena. Like four times in a row. The man in the arena uh, statement that she made, unless you're in this arena. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like in tears. Yes. It's beautiful, but, but she comes up from a very clinical background. Right. So having both of them, you know, the, the d- differences where Gabby Bernstein was really sharing a lot of the Course in Miracles um, knowledge or wisdom, yeah. right? A lot of the stuff that she draws upon is from that book. Right. Um, and she, almost Brown, her entire practice almost, almost her entire practice yeah. and Gabby Bernstein is very much very. I'm sorry, uh, Brittany Brown is very much her clinical practice yeah. all of all of the intense clinical studies that she's done on mm-hmm. mobility and compassion and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera if you guys don't know who she is, please go look her yes, up right now yes. Dar- Daring <laughs> Greatly uh, Daring Greatly <laughs> oh, uh, Dare to Lead Breaking um, the Wilderness oh my gosh, oh, she's so good, they're all yeah. so all of her yeah. books are do yourself just, a favor yeah. Go to Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Put in Gabby Bernstein in the search engine, and then put Brene Brown in the search engine. Thousands. And I would probably add one more, uh, Rachel Hollis. Rachel put her, Hollis is put her in the search engine. You can thank Amanda and myself later. <laughs> yeah. So she, so she's an game inspiration. Changers. Yeah. Game changers for sure. Big time. And you know what I love about what I love about that? So I truly believe everything has already been placed in us that would help us fulfill our purpose. Mm-hmm. And along our along the way, we develop these tools to access it more. And both of them have a profound impact on you and your message and your life. And they both come from completely different backgrounds, have their own stories. Like I know part of Gabby's story is her addiction, yes. past with addiction that she had. Yes. Um, and, the, and, and the raw vulnerability of Brene, right? And then, and then and, and I know I just added her to late to the mix, but Rachel was, you know, I watched some of her stuff earlier, earlier on. She was a disaster. Yeah. Like watching her talking to a group full of people made me feel bad. I was right. like, Jesus. I so, agree. you I know, so yeah. to be able to see people start off and just say, Hey, you know what? I don't know the right way to do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I think a lot of times, one of the things that I had to overcome is the need to feel like I needed to accomplish something to feel validated to do it right and in, in, I can't remember where I heard the quote but I came across the only way to be it is to do it 
Yeah. Right. And I and, and do you do you yeah. find that you know with you going into this realm of being a coach now and 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 teaching people different elements of who you are and what your purpose is, do you run against that same thing? Okay, well now if I'm teaching meditation, I have to go get a meditation. Yeah. Although you have those things within you, do you right. feel do you feel like you need these to check these boxes along sure. the way? And what do you do when that when those moment come when that moment comes up or those thoughts? I remind myself that it's a story that I'm telling yeah. myself. I think that's a fear. The other fear for me is uh, if, uh, there's so many people already doing this. Yeah. Like why? Why am I gonna be any different? Or why? Like wh why am I even moving into such a saturated space? Mm. Um, and as I was going through, I still haven't completed it, but I'm almost done with Gabby Brinstein's um, Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Mm. One of the first modules she had, she said she speaks to that. She speaks to the fear of not moving into this into this space of being a healer speaker a coach etc mm -hmm. out of the fear that there's 20,000 other people in the same arena that are doing this yeah um, and she says it doesn't matter you're here because we need you yeah. the reason you're even in this room and hearing me speak right now is because we need you mm. think about how many people are on this planet there's gonna be a large group of people that are gonna resonate with you. Mm. The way you deliver the message that you're trying to deliver, mm -hmm. your voice, your tone, your appearance, how you show up, where yeah. you show up, all of these elements are very specific to who you are and how you show up. Mm -hmm. Gabby Bernstein can't be everywhere at the same time. Right. For <laughs> neither sure. can Oprah. For sure. <laughs> neither can Rachel Holland. I don't know, Oprah. I don't know. She got, Oprah, she, Oprah she, I think, she, is everywhere hey, at the same she, time. I mean, yeah. she's every she time I turn app, around, I do have her book collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we're we're well aware of anyone can teleport, it's Oprah. It's Oprah, great, right? okay. I think she's already done it. Though. Right. No, but you're right. But your, yeah. message, your message is your own. It's your own, and yeah. people are going to resonate. I think there is this overwhelming fear of, I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm not good enough. I... Why does anyone care what I have to say? Yeah. Is anyone even going to listen? Mm. Is anyone even going to respond? Mm. Um, even Gary Vee speaks to this. Right? Yeah. He speaks to this in his, in his early stages of creating the YouTube videos for his wine company. He's mm. like, no one was watching those videos. No mm -hmm. one cared. No one was in. But I, I stuck there and I stood on. I said, kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, People will resonate with your message and they will resonate with you. I mean, mm. you and I went into an extremely saturated market. Yeah. Into when we decided to step into health and fitness and be trainers. Oh my God. A ridiculously yeah. saturated market. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I think we've both been pretty successful in our yeah. field. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a really, really good point. You yeah. know, and so I think that 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 those little moments when we can see and resonate with other people who are sharing the fears, the same fears and struggles that they had, and we're mm -hmm. just hearing them. We're like, okay, like yeah. they were able to get through that. In the same way, when we share that messaging, that's going to resonate with a whole other group of people. Mm. We're so unique as individuals. Um, there are people out there who probably can't listen to Gabby Bernstein's voice. I right. think it's beautiful, but there are probably people out there because we're all so different that just cannot hear her speak because yeah. it just it doesn't resonate with them. Yeah. They yeah. might res really resonate with your voice. No, that's a good point. You it, might it, be sharing yeah. the same message, you know? Right. It's a, you know, it's funny because, like you said, um, you being who you are, you know, you attract your tribe. And sometimes your ability to be able to confidently go in the direction of your purpose 
is what's required for someone else to develop the confidence mm -hmm. and, and vision to be able to see what their purpose is. Yeah. And I never really thought about it when I, you know, I was, you know, you get you get nudges throughout life that says it's not as this this it's just as this isn't it. Mm -hmm. There's more to it. Mm -hmm. Keep going, keep going. And I think you, at least for me, you try to, you know, you try to push down those thoughts as much as possible because there's a party that's like, what do you mean? I'm already successful. I have the space that I wanted. I have the clientele that I wanted. Right. Yeah. I'm comfortable, right? I'm comfortable. I've got my groove. Yeah. And you're like, why would I take on more responsibility, more work to do this thing that keeps nudging at me? Yeah. But it just doesn't go away until you yeah. answer that call. You know, so when it comes to you having already having have such a keen awareness to that messaging and that communication that came from you yeah when it showed up did you inst did you automatically just kind of lean into that and say okay i'm going to go into that or did you find that for a long time as with a lot of people you try to kind of ignore it ignore yeah. it ignore it and then if so what was it what was the last straw or what did it take for you to find like you know what there's something here. I'm going to stop teaching as many yoga classes because now I'm going to start creating more content. I'm going to stop going to all these, you know, maybe yoga conventions because I'm going to do my thoughtful podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop taking yoga clients and start taking meditation clients. Like, was there something that showed up for you in your life that made it to the point where you're like, okay, I'm no longer going to stop listening to this. I'm actually going to listen to it and lean into it and see where this is going to lead me. Sure. Or did you find that once that message started showing up in your life, you just automatically started responding to it yeah that's a good question I uh, over the last year and a half I've gone through some huge changes in my life um, and probably I would say like last summer mm -hmm. um, I took a nice long trip to Italy, which was awesome, and I mean Europe changes everyone every single oh, time you course, go. It's like you course. come back so different. Europe yeah, is I had to, I had to wild. unfollow you. So yeah. I, was, I was jealous. I was like, really? are too beautiful. I'm in hot ass Miami, and you're like, ciao <laughs> bella, ciao pasta. Over here in Lake Como, right? Meanwhile, I'm in, I'm in Whole Foods trying to find the the rarest avocado I can find, and you're on Instagram living your best life. Out on a boat in the middle of the lake. Yeah. 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 So I, I. So you clearly traveled the world. Traveled the world. Yeah, yeah. I traveled a little bit. I I mean, I've traveled a lot in the last year, and I that was another thing where I I asked the universe for that. I said, yeah. I, I need more opportunities to travel. Mm -hmm. I'm here, and I'm ready to say yes. And all of a sudden, I had eight trips planned, now my ninth one planned for the last 12 months. So wasn't like, one like, weren't you on like a music video? <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't a music video, but I saw you, I mean, you were like poolside. I think you had like, you had like two servants over you with like fans and grapes. I said, it wasn't a music video. Okay. I was just at the, I was at, where was I? I was at the Roosevelt in, in oh, Hollywood. Oh, oh, ah, <laughs> I was just, the Roosevelt. I was just there for a couple so days. So decadent. Okay. <laughs> it was very decadent. Right, very right. But all this to say that I, um, it's one of those questions of like, more often than not in life, it either, change either comes from within or from without first, right? Like mm. as above, so below. Sometimes yeah. in life, you're pulled to change or shift from the outside. Right. Sometimes something just shifts internally. Yeah. And then it's, you're just like, it just like unadulterated reflection onto everything that you touch, you yeah. know, like, yeah. or whatever direction you walk in. And for me, it was that. It was like mm. a very strong internal shift mm -hmm. and change. And it reflected on everything externally. There was a little bit of resistance um, mm. at the beginning for me, for sure. 
And then finally, after breaking down, um, and I mean literally, quite literally breaking down, like mm -hmm. hiding under the covers and crying for like a month, yeah. like highly mm -hmm. <laughs> breaking down, yeah. um, I let go. I yeah. surrendered, I let go, and I essentially told the universe, God, every single day, the Course of Miracles prayer. Mm. Show me where to go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> tell me what to say. Tell yeah. me where to go. Like I prayed every single day and I just said, I am moving in whatever direction you point me in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not to say that I was just out here blindly saying yes. I was right. sitting with things and the things that felt like a yes, I would say yes to. Right. In regards to moving away from yoga and movement and moving into more of the uh, mental, emotional, like mindfulness sector, mm -hmm. um, that was a reflection of where I was mm. this time last year. Mm. So I was barely doing, even though I was teaching yoga, mm -hmm. I was barely doing any yoga. Okay. I was doing a lot more meditation, a lot more um, like re spir spiritual readings, mm -hmm. a lot of daily like spiritual readings, studying spiritual books and contacts, um, listening to a lot of the Brene Browns and the Gabby Bernsteins, and mm -hmm. let me throw out our dear friend Vanessa Scotto, who's a yes. G. Yes, we <laughs> miss I you. We miss you. Listen, Vanessa Scotto is a light in my life. <laughs> Listen, we're we're at a loss here, my Yeah, no, I'm still suffering from yeah, the yeah. Years, so like, I, I don't to... know how you I don't know how you replenish such a, a beautiful spirit. You religiously listen to her podcast. That's how yeah. you do it. That's yeah, the yeah. only way you she's, do it. You hold on. Oh, I <laughs> for miss dear you. life. We miss you. Yeah. You're always her. thought of. Ugh, All right. Love, love so, you, sorry. Yeah. Matthew no. Matthew Sherman. Matthew Sherman, you? where is he? Yo, I think he's like a poet in Brooklyn. Now. Matthew like Sherman. Like he's like on he's on a he's on another level. Like do you again. realize how epic these lights that we've had here yeah. in Miami have been? Yeah, and yeah. being able to like cross paths. And I with. and I kinda feel like with both of them, they were like, Okay, we started it. Now you carry it. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. think you know, when I came to Miami, it, my impression of what Miami was, and then when I got here and I started meeting people like Vanessa and Matthew, yeah. I was like, man, there's a lot of substance here. Yeah. And it wasn't I, an accident either. Yeah, <laughs> as much as, as much as, as much as, uh, as much as I, um, as my, shout out to. That was, uh, I don't know how that started, but Siri must have heard me. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's actually the school of greatness. That's funny there that we're talking go. about podcasts. Hey, shout Lewis. out Lewis House. Yeah, do you listen Still, to him? Yeah. Great. Yeah, he's a rock star. <laughs> a rock star. <laughs> Rock um, that's secret. I mean, yeah, right. Like we're just talking about it. And talk. it pops we're up talking on my about people <laughs> who are so inspiring and are game changers around the world. Enter Vanessa. Enter Matthew Sherman. And now enter Lewis House. Lewis House, because we hadn't mentioned him. He's the yeah. one person we hadn't mentioned. Yeah, I think he was kind of like, him. "Yo, what's up? Yeah, why wow, you literally you have my book and you didn't mention me yet? He's shout out right. Lewis House. Shout out. That's yeah. another one that if you don't know, you should be yeah. listening to. Yeah, reading his books. Especially as a man, and I'm sure you can yeah, speak yeah, yeah. to this, like the importance yeah. of what he is messaging and what he has to say. Oh, for sure. Like, also game changing. You know, it's funny because you said something and it reminded me of a quote that I came across recently and I could not agree with it more. You had mentioned that at this time last year, you needed, you were driven more towards what you needed to heal yourself, right? Yeah. The more of the meditation, the more of the spiritual texts. And I think it goes, and I may be butchering it, but a hero is a person that heals himself and then and from that teaches others how to heal themselves. Yes. And I think about around the same time, you know, 
I always, I've always felt more comfortable playing it small, mm -hmm. working and having my studio and feeling the success that comes from that. And although at times I felt called to do something more and be bigger mm -hmm. and touch and impact more people than I was in, impacting and touching, yeah. um, I always kind of just played it more on the safe end and hiding behind the walls of my studio. And it wasn't until, you know, the loss of my second sister, Aaliyah, that I was like, all right, you know what? This is something that she always saw in me. Let me try to start seeing it in myself. But going through that loss, I needed the spiritual out. I needed the spiritual text. I needed to I needed to really anchor into my mindfulness and meditation. And as a result, it made me to the teacher that I am, which is the conduit that allows me to connect and touch and lead other people. And you're saying the same thing. Like it wasn't like you devalued what you were doing or the practice of yoga. It was the fact that where you were at that point in your life, you needed these two anchors. And now these two anchors that you use, you're now giving other people the permission and the and the tools to be able to do it themselves. Sure. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I'm a big, two things I want to say about that. Yeah. I'm a big believer that the experiences that we have and that show up for us in one way mm -hmm. or another in life are there to help expose open up, develop parts of our soul or parts of our spirits, parts of our characters of who we are, mm -hmm. then now we have the responsibility to share with others. Yeah. Um, I know when I've been in some of the lowest points of my life, the people who were my guiding light weren't necessarily uh, my therapist or mm -hmm. my best friend or maybe someone else that was studying the same spiritual text. It was someone who had been through something similar that mm -hmm. I could reach out to and that was on the other side mm -hmm. of whatever that experience, tragic experience was. And just have a conversation with me like, how, how did you get through that? You know, mm -hmm. or how are you, how are you where you are now? Right. And one, yeah, the experiences that we share help or that we experience help us develop in that way. At the same time, when we go back and we're talking about how our messaging and how our voice and how people resonate with us. Mm -hmm. No one on this planet has gone through exactly what we've been through. We're mm -hmm. all completely individual experiences, individual mm -hmm. uh, unbelievable joys or highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And being able to share those aspects with other people is not only what Brene Brown talks about being vulnerable, is mm -hmm. where we draw that connection and compassion with other people, but it's also how other people connect with us and it's mm -hmm. where they kind of see that little like red string that ties us to them mm -hmm. um and how we're able to use the pain or the suffering that we've been through to really take us to the next highest level in life and the next mm -hmm. highest level in life and to be more open-hearted and not more rigid mm -hmm. to be more loving and not more hateful yeah. um to just see the overall beauty that lies in just living mm -hmm. and being able to share that with people despite yeah. the tragedies that you've been through or that I've been through mm -hmm. is beautiful yeah. and that's really I think our biggest purpose is to kind of ebb and flow with what shows up for us in life because I guarantee you this yeah. is not going to be the last time you and I go through something bad oh for sure you know this is yeah, life yeah. this is what happens this is what it is um, and being able to navigate that and share not only our experiences but share our struggles share how we've been able to kind of move and pull out of and progress and excel at what we want to do in life. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. what's more inspiring than that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's funny, you talk about inspiration, right? And how we find that in, in other 
people and experiences and, and conversations and music and writing. You know, and I think about more or less your connection with that inspiration with as it relates to like Gabby Bernstein, mm-hmm. right? For example, and shout out Gabby. Mm-hmm. So I think we would almost, you would probably, there's probably not a, enough money in the world that if someone could have the opportunity to connect with Gabby and say, okay, Gabby, this is Amanda. She's a rock star. She's a, she, she's a coach in Miami slash Yogi, similar to your background. She wants a message from you that would be a message about perseverance and resilience and seeing her light and not distinguishing it or not dimming it, but understanding that there's a purpose to who she is in this world and there's people that need to need her to show up to be the very best version of herself so that they can have permission to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. You would almost pay almost anything to hear it in Gabby's voice directed towards you. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So right now what I know, just as I know the sun is up, that whether it's communicated or not, there's probably more than one person that follows you, that holds you in the same regard that you hold Gabby Bernstein. That what you say resonates with them in ways that what other people say may not resonate. And they're just, they may be in a point in their life that may be going into a season that you went into last year. And they're starting to question themselves and where they should be going or whether or not there should be, you know, they should be paying attention to some of the signs that may be coming up. So for the small or for the Amanda somewhere that's listening to this, that looks to you for that light, the same light that you look to Gabby and Lewis and Rachel and Brene, what message would you would you send to that little Amanda somewhere that that's hanging on and being inspired by almost everything you say, just by you being the light? right that you are what, what, what message would you communicate to that person hmm. I would say to stay open to love um, and I mean love in every form hmm. I think that whenever we go through something that breaks our heart that breaks mm-hmm. our spirit that uh, I mean literally just breaks us down mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to cower in our sorrow mm-hmm. and in our misery it's very easy to lose um, self-worth mm-hmm. to lose the ability to see ourselves for the perfect like most loving human beings that we are we just feel I mean, for lack of a better word we feel completely worthless yeah um, I think that the biggest thing that helped me, the biggest messaging that helped me get through some of the biggest obstacles and heartbreaks in my life was, uh, which we didn't speak about her. Now we are Marion Williamson, who I absolutely adore. Yes. (laughs) Who I absolutely adore. Yes. Um, She's running for president. Is she still? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have my vote. You have my vote. vote. I know we don't talk politics, but Marion, we love you. We love you. Yeah. Return to love. Like, I mm. don't remember how many times it was, uh, I'd have to pick up the phone and call someone from my tribe. Yeah. Some One of the five people in my tribe that would call and that were on this same wavelength as me, mm. right? That I could have these conversations with. And when I would move into those spaces of self-pity, of anger, of resentment, uh, lack of self-worth, immediately they'd just like ram me back in. They're like, step away from that. Mm come back, return to love, return to love, return to love. Mm -hmm. 
Stop seeing people for who you want them to be. Mm -hmm. See them for who they are. They're perfect along their journey, if, even if they are not aligning with you and where you're at. Mm -hmm. And see yourself in the same light. Yeah. It's very hard to be full of hate um, and self-pity and feel worthless when you look at other people and yourself with loving eyes. And I mean truly loving eyes. Like yeah. Accepting where they are on their path and on their journey right now. Mm -hmm. And also accepting the gifts that whatever those situations were, gave you. The gift of heartbreak is like an incredible gift to be able to prove to yourself how resilient you are. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that what you're actually capable of overcoming that mm -hmm. you don't think you are yeah. once the opportunity is brought to yeah. your doorstep. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Where you think like, I could never get past that. And yeah. now that opportunities there and mm. you have to show up for yourself and for your life mm. and with others and when you show up with nothing but love and acceptance and trust mm -hmm. it's, it's like powerful. the most beautiful transformation it's yeah it's extremely yeah. powerful it's like nothing else could, nothing could ever nothing could ever shatter that you might get yeah. little moments where you kind of pull back into the darkness as we all do a little mm -hmm. bit but ultimately when you're returning back to that space of love it's like yeah what, what, what yeah. is more powerful than that? No, you know? you're right. And, and, and speaking to having a, having a tribe of people in your life um, that remind you to return to love. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, one of the things that I, I constantly tell my coaching clients, and I just wonder what your thoughts are about it. I think a lot of times, whether it's, you know, a loss of a loved one, a loss of a relationship, a loss of whatever you're going through that's causing you to, be at a moment of that 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 storm or that mm -hmm. darkness. I think that a lot of times we're so in a rush to get beyond that pain mm -hmm. and that discomfort, yeah. right? No one wants to feel that. Mm -hmm. So we almost try to, if that's the last, you know, it's almost like we, we want to sprint past the house with the open door because okay. the house freaks us out, right? So I kind of feel like in a lot of ways that's how that pain feels. And I, and I constantly think, and I wonder if you agree, that the, the, the depth and the degree of that pain not only communicates the degree of the love that you feel you lost yeah. or the love of that relationship, but I think that the healing aspects of that next step that's required for you is often found in you being able to really just own and anchor what it is you're feeling. Instead of feeling like you have to get beyond it quickly, I'm not saying stay in that muck because I do think it's important to heal and grow beyond it, but a lot of times I feel like we're in such a rush to get beyond it, we don't really feel it. Yeah. And because we don't feel it, it stays with us throughout our life and it becomes part of our perception, sure. right? So do you find that when those moments in your life showed up as they, as they, as they do with all of us, mm -hmm. did you also find yourself wanting to kind of rush through those moments or did you see the wisdom in, in that pain and that discomfort and really kind of know that there's some, there's some value mm -hmm. in what you're feeling and, and be resolute and stand in that space because you knew there was something to be gained from it or did you find that because it was uncomfortable you also wanted to kind of expedite it more or less both yeah um uh yes <laughs> yes and yes so there's probably nothing worse when you're in the pit of all pits yeah. in dealing with whatever version of heartbreak you're dealing with yeah and someone says like time will heal all yeah and you're like F time. Right, right. F yeah. time. Yeah. F your cliches. I yeah. hate this. Yeah. I feel terrible. And I don't want to feel like this anymore. Right. 
Um, but I think that when we go through, for me, in the, over this mm. last year and a lot of the transformation that came from heartbreak, and we can go into that in another episode because I think that's also like a, yeah. it could be a cool conversation. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, hopefully you'll come back to me yeah, and the tribe. Yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. love to have you on again, part two, Amanda, part two. <laughs> that would be great. But um, I think that one of the most beautiful things that those situations can offer you are an opportunity to show up differently. Mm. We have so many of these ingrained patterns from childhood of how we deal with uh, how we deal with heartbreak, how we deal with emotions. And for the like vastly as a society, we don't deal with emotions. Mm. We kind of bottle them up, we push them down. We don't have a high emotional intelligence as a society. We right. don't really um, culturally practice how to how yeah. to handle emotions, how yeah. to let them sit. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me, because that's something I've suffered with, even being a woman where we are more than a man allowed to mm-hmm. have emotions and allowed to share them, yeah. that wasn't something I encompassed at all. I didn't have those tools because that's how I learned to cope with my emotions and my grief and my sadness from my parents. That's how they cope. So I had these patterns of how to deal with um, sadness and heartbreak and I, they weren't healthy, obviously, Um, but being in that moment again and being able to kind of um, see it from a different place in life now, I was offered the opportunity to show up differently for myself. Yeah. Um, and in that muck <laughs> and in that yeah. heartbreak, um, and in and in those moments where you just feel extremely, extremely low, you having the tribe of people who mm-hmm. could keep me grounded and connected and shift my perspective as to what I was going through and have those conversations um, and pull out those like beautiful flowers like Mm -hmm. from the concrete of like devastation pull out the beautiful flowers of how we can use this opportunity in this moment to change and break these patterns of how we cope with emotions and how we deal with ourselves and how we deal with grief Mm -hmm. not only for ourselves but because you who have children and me i want children one day so that we can teach our children and our peers and our family members and our friends and everybody following us on social media and following us on our journey on this career how to make that shift within themselves so it's in a lot of these like ugly spaces where some beautiful transformations happen and where Mm -hmm. you're able to shift address and shift those patterns of how you show up for yourself Mm and then share that message with everybody else and it's really beautiful i mean i'm sure you can attest to some of the biggest shifts and growth in your life coming mm-hmm. from some pretty devastating points yeah no for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah. what happens how you show because you could have easily just crawled into a hole and stayed there oh yeah you could have pushed your emotions yeah. down and not dealt with them you could have oh, yeah <laughs> i still i still know where the hole is located yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. don't it's give gotta, me too much gotta... props don't give me too much props it's got a keypad on it and you everything you may not be able to find me tomorrow <laughs> right no but you're right you're right and the beautiful thing about going on this journey with you is i can literally talk to you all day <laughs> and one of the things i'm trying to do is get better at honoring who the person i'm sharing time with and knowing that that person has a life so yeah. i want to be sensitive to your time <laughs> but before you before you go there's i i so I call this the red zone coming from my football days. I like that. I'm just going to just, yeah, we're going <laughs> to shout out just a couple anywhere between, I think they're like four or five questions. And I just want to know the first, first answer that comes to mind. Okay. All right. If you can go anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Bali. Awesome. <laughs> How do you move? 
Ooh, currently spiritually. Nice. <laughs> That's how I'm making a lot of internal movement right now. My external movement's lacking. But outside of that, for real, for real, I love to run and I love to obviously do yoga. Nice. Love running and yoga. And how do you heal? Ooh. A lot of reading and a lot of talking with my tribe. I also have a therapist that I go to in different periods of my life. Like mm -hmm. I probably just finished going to her a couple months ago and at some point in my life I'll need her again. Yeah. But therapy, talk therapy, huge. Mm -hmm. um, I Honestly, I think the biggest form of healing for me currently is the conversations that I mm -hmm. have with people who are on the path. Yeah. The conversations are everything, yeah. everything. Um, sometimes even more valuable than the other stuff, but yeah, love Reiki. I love yeah. sound healing. I love all of it, but yeah. essentially talking, talking it out a lot with people who are on the path and people who are following mm -hmm. the spiritual context and people who just have at, at the foundational, um, at the foundation, spiritual, uh, I'm sorry, emotional intelligence. That's mm -hmm. everything. So yeah. being able to in a healthy way address yeah. and speak about our emotions. That's yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. And how do you feel? Nutri um, nutritionally, How do, what's your favorite thing to fuel on? Favorite thing to eat? Oh, um, I love fruits. I'm such yeah. a sucker for fruits. Nice. Yeah, I love fruits. Um, mangoes, pineapples, um, strawberries, pears. I'm just such a sucker for fruits. I gotta nice. have fruits like two or three times a day. But yeah, I honestly, I, lately, a lot of plant, I'm very plant-based. Nice, um, shout I'm, out. Yeah, nice. yeah, I'm trying to do it 100%, but there right now go. I'm Welcome doing to... one day a week Welcome. where I'm allowed to eat meat, thank you. Welcome. And honestly, I'm not, I'm getting to the point where I'm yeah. not, like, I, yeah. I feel very- You look plant-based, you're glowing. <laughs> Like you definitely don't right like now. you have that animal meeting. <laughs> I'm like, <"Lovely." laughs> yeah, I'm working. I yeah, heard, yeah. I heard your podcast. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, proud of you. I'm trying to work on some of the <laughs> some of the kinks, but your spirit being a part of it is going to take this to the next level. Yeah, thank you. So then, the last question: one thing you know for sure. Ooh, one thing I know for sure. <sighs> the only thing that's real is love. Wow. That's it. Everything wow. else is. Fear and you're fake. here. You're here. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So in closing out, I know I, that. So that's the you. You survived the red zone. Right? <laughs> there we go. So then, in closing out, what are you currently working on, and how and how can the listeners get in contact with you? Oh, amazing. Um, so I am currently working on a 21-day meditation boot camp, <laughs> essentially. Nice. So it is a guide for anyone that's looking to really kind of take baby steps into the world of meditation. Mm -hmm. um, so we progress a little bit day by day. There is a journal that comes with it so mm -hmm. that you can journal your thoughts. It is really entirely not only about getting your feet wet with meditation, but really mm -hmm. about uh, delving into living a more mindful life. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of questions about that, about tips and tricks and tools and what we can do just to start enjoying mm -hmm. our life today and now um, without having to make these like extravagant changes. And yeah. so I think that the journaling coupled with the meditation, which is something that has helped me personally, and yeah. I feel like it's something I should share with other people because it really helped me transform so many aspects of my life. Yeah. So I'm creating that for everyone now. Um, I'm working on that. That'll probably be done November 1st. So oh. just in time for like holiday season, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, you can reach me on my website, amandapaz.net. Uh, Instagram, I answer all DMs. So if you go nice. Amanda X Pause, I answer everyone. Nice. I really try to make it a point to get back to everyone on a daily basis. Um, or you can email me, 
Amanda.net, and I'm happy to speak about anything and everything. I mean, even if it's just a conversation about what you're going through, and maybe there's someone in my tribe or in my network that I can guide you to that can better help you than I can. Yeah. I am all about referring people out to the uh, dope, amazing people nice. like yourself and oh, the other people oh, that we know that are you. just have incredible gifts to share yeah. with. And so I'm big on that. So yeah, please feel free, feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to connect with all of you. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is no, so cool. I mean, listen, <laughs> on, on behalf of the tribe, we're so, we're so grateful for you being able to share your purpose and your voice with our community. I know that there's probably people on the other end of this that are kind of, if they could, they would hug you. They would probably <laughs> give you the biggest bear hug and just say that we're proud of you. You're doing a beautiful job. Um, continue to shine your light as brightly as you can. Um, because again, we're a better community for it. So oh, from the Breathe Life and I, we love to give you. So I, we have, so I'm a big anchor person. And one of the anchors in my life right now for the last year or so is a lacrosse ball, a white lacrosse ball. So you may see it a lot. And what I want, this anchor to serve, or at least for me, it reminds me of any time that I feel like I'm doubting myself. Anytime I, I'm not clear what my purpose is. I, I try to embody and try to have this ball be symbolic of all the things I want to welcome more into my life. And as a tribe, a lot of the events that we go through and do, we usually share and write, and we end up writing words that inspire us on the same ball. So I want to gift you this lacrosse ball. White one. There Thank you go. You from so our tribe to yours. So cool. Hopefully you'll find a perfect place in your home for it. <laughs> thank you. This is amazing. Um, but thank, thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, guys, <laughs> there you got there there it goes. A beautiful conversation with a beautiful spirit. And hopefully it resonates and hit you right where you need it the most. Um, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to going on another journey soon. Cheers. Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have going on on your favorite platform.